Welcome to the Socket Podcast. Socket helps you plug into you and unplug from things that no longer serve you. Find your voice and self-esteem while learning to say no and set boundaries when needed. Your host, Kathy Suber, is an entrepreneur and mom of two with a life lens of happiness. If living a life of authenticity, kindness, and confidence is something you are looking for, get ready to plug in. We are glad that you are here. Doesn't everything seem to be worse at 3 a.m. in the morning? I don't know why it's 3 a.m. in the morning, but if I wake up in the middle of the night, it's normally 2.30, 3.30, something like that, right around that 3 o'clock time. And that is when my brain goes into overdrive of trying to make things that aren't that big of a deal into some big deal. Um, I'm pretty good at this. I've, I've practiced this a lot to not allow these things to happen. But sometimes something is just going on in my life and I cannot get that reel of negativity or that reel of worry just out of my head. It just keeps going and over and over and over on the same loop and the same loop and the same loop. The most recent thing that I decided that I should be up for an hour and a half in the middle of the night over was paint colors. Now, this is not a, a life or death situation. Um, it is paint. Paint can be changed. Uh, there's so many parts of this that don't make sense to me, but we are going through a build out at my practice. We're building out two new uh, treatment rooms. And so I took it upon this build out to be able to redesign my space, to get some new furniture, pick out new paint colors. And I hired a designer to help me, the one that actually helped me with my socket studio. So she picks everything out and I approve all the colors and things are slowly but surely starting to come together. So the paint colors are up, but the flooring's not done. And, you know, everything is still dusty and all this stuff. And I, I don't know, I decided last night to freak out that the paint colors weren't right, that they weren't bold enough. They weren't bright enough. And the fact is, is that the rest of the build out just isn't done yet. The things that came together on the mood sheet that she put together looked beautiful. But without it, if I'm just looking at a paint color, um, in my mind last night, I was like, we're repainting the entire office. I don't care how many thousands of dollars. And my brain just kept spinning and spinning and spinning on this. And I was trying to say, Kathy, this is like, calm down. It's now 345. You've been up for 45 minutes thinking about paint when you should be sleeping and you need to get ready for, you know, this next busy day of work. And I reminded myself of a technique that I've spoken about before on Socket, which is called the Theraball technique. And when you get your brain spinning, it can be pretty hard to pull yourself out of it. But this has become the best way I know how. And after doing this three or four times last night and having to go back and, and remember, hey, no, we're not going to be thinking about that, kind of putting a stop sign up like, nope, nope, we're not going to we're not going to keep thinking about something we can't control right now, right this very moment at 3.45 in the morning, I could not control the color of paint on my walls. Just couldn't control it. And again, not life or death. This isn't the health of my child or the safety of my child or the safety of myself. This, this is just paint. So the Theraball technique is where I think about all the different things that are problematic in my life or things that are stress points in my life. And I compartmentalize them into smaller little bubbles. So 
let's say paint was one of my issues. Also, what is one of my issues? Uh, one of my staff members is out um, after an injury. Um, I injured my elbow, right? There's a bunch of different little things that are going on in my life that are all causing some format of stress in my life. So I place each of them individually in their little bubble, one individual bubble. So paint colors at the practice I put in this bubble. And if at the moment I can't control what that paint color is, or if I like it or I don't like it, then I make sure that it is contained in that bubble and I mentally put that bubble into a big ball that I'm sitting on, one of those TheraBalls, right? I'm a chiropractor and we do physical therapy. So we've always had TheraBalls in the office. And I originally developed this technique when I was going through a divorce and there was so much going on. And I've talked about it before if you've listened to uh, the Socket podcast. So I mentally take this bubble that's filled with paint colors and I mentally put it in this TheraBall and now I'm sitting on top of the TheraBall. And so then I take all the other things that I might be thinking of at 3 a.m. in the morning and I put them into little bubbles and put them in the TheraBall. And now I am sitting on top of all the parts of my life that are causing stress. They're not swimming all above my head. They're compartmentalized. And I can decide for myself in the middle of the night whether or not I'm going to crack one of those bubbles open and really think about it and keep myself up and then lacking the sleep that I need. And so last night, once I realized that my head was spinning and that I was keep. I just kept worrying about the exact same thing over and over and over again. And it was not getting me anywhere and it wasn't solving any problems. It was just causing stress. I decided that I was going to practice my TheraBall technique. And I will tell you, I haven't had to do it for a while. And it took a little bit. It took a little bit of kept up. We got to put that in the bubble. We got to put the bubble in the ball. Nope. We got, nope. We're not thinking about that. We're putting it in the bubble and the bubbles in the ball. And I had to keep redirecting myself to make sure that I was keeping this off of my mind and trying to redirect my brain into things that were happy, relaxing, deep breathing, um, thinking about gratitude. And it seems impossible sometimes. Um, It is way worse when something is going on that is something you can't control and is much more serious about pain. You have a child that's struggling. Um, You don't know, you can't get a hold of your child. Um, You are worried about losing your job. You um, are going through a huge financial crisis or a divorce or something else major is going, someone is really sick in your life. A parent is sick. A friend is sick. Um, Your spouse is sick. You are sick. There's so many different things that we just don't have control over. And while I think that is much, much, much harder to compartmentalize into bubbles and balls. I swear it is a practice that can be useful no matter what the situation is. It takes practice. It takes just doing it over and over and over and redirecting your brain and redirecting your brain. But with practice, you can get good at being able to put parts of your life aside, whether it's 3 a.m. or not, that worrying about it don't necessarily serve you well for that moment. And when I was going through my divorce, there would be times where I'd have to think about, all right, I've got to talk to the lawyer and we're working out these details. And our divorce was relatively benign, but we surely had a couple sticking points as most people that are ending their marriage do. And I would think, okay, I've got to, I've got to take my 
divorce bubble out of my TheraBall. I've got to crack it open. I'm going to give myself 15 minutes and I'm going to feel all the feelings. I'm going to worry about it. I'm going to come up with a plan. I'm going to try to figure out what is my next step. And after that 15 minutes, if with everything I'm looking at and everything I'm thinking about, if there's nothing more I can do right now and I don't have any control over some parts of it, I just put that bubble back together and put it back in the TheraBall and make sure <clears throat> that I am sitting on my problems. They are not sitting on top of me. So one of the things I always assumed that I would worry about would be my kids when they got older and they had cars or jobs or they were going out with friends. I assumed my entire life that I would be that mom <clears throat> that would never be able to go to bed before both of our kids were home. And with using this technique, I've been able to not be that person. And at the end of the day, what came through my head was me worrying about their safety and not getting sleep does not actually cause them to be more in danger or less in danger. My worry is not affecting their danger level. And at the end of the day, as a parent, we're all relatively freaked out about something really serious happening to our kids. We're going to get that call. We're going to, someone's going to knock a police officer is going to knock on the door. And if you have had that experience, my heart goes out to you and I'm sending you just a huge hug because so few parents have to go through that. But the worry of it seems as if it happens all the time, which it doesn't usually happen. And so once I got to the place where I was like me worrying doesn't control anything. My phone is normally on, at least the ringer is on at night. Um, and I always think if there's an emergency, I will be woken up. If there's a knock on the door, the doorbell rings, I will be woken up and I will manage whatever crisis is before me. But me not sleeping for three hours because their curfew is now 12 o'clock and I need to go to bed at nine because I'm waking up early or I have a big day tomorrow or I just am tired because I'm 47. Um, it doesn't serve me well. It also doesn't serve them well. I think it's really important. This is a whole nother topic we'll talk about on another podcast, but allowing your kids to have some anonymity, to have their own lives, to not be tracking them all the time. One of my sons said that he'll be out with some of his friends and sometimes the parents will call four times in a couple of hours. And I think the worrying that goes into being a parent is hard to avoid but you can manage it a little bit better with realizing that if something awful happens, you'll find out. And when, if that were to happen, you're strong enough and you'll, you will deal with whatever it is. Um, hopefully it's not awful. Hopefully it's just a little blip, but <clears throat> I think taking the opportunity and intentionally practicing not worrying because worrying gets us nowhere, gets us nowhere. And on a biological level, it affects our cells. It affects our frequency. It affects our personality. It affects our happiness. It affects so much in our lives in a negative way. If all you're doing is focusing on the worst case scenario that most likely will not happen. I also used to be really afraid of flying. And I would be kind of a white knuckle, I will admit, to bringing a little stuffed animal way too late in my life that would, I called it the, the, the travelers, there were these cute little animals. Oh my goodness. Yeah, probably until I was like 30 years old. Anyway, we won't get into that. <laughs> um, but 
I remember one time telling someone, I don't know where I got this, you know, fear of, of flying. I, on takeoff, oh, my stomach would be in knots. If we ever hit turbulence, my stomach would be in knots. And one of my friends kindly reminded me that when I was 13 or 14, we had a bomb scare. We were in um, Bermuda. My dad had won a, tr- a trip for work. We were in Bermuda. It's beautiful. Um, and there was a bomb scare and everyone had to get off the plane and we waited in the airport for like four hours. Either they brought us another plane or they cleared the whole plane out. And then on our senior class trip, we went to Florida, went to Orlando and to go to Disney and uh, Universal. And on the way home, we took off. And my, my understanding of what happened is that birds hit the one of the um, the jets on the side of the plane. Now, in my brain, there were sparks and fire coming out of that. I honestly don't remember if that's true or not. I do know that there was a guy that was on the basketball team that was sitting next to me throwing up in the air control bag. So it was, you know, it, it didn't, we didn't feel like we were going down and crashing because they were very communicative of, you know, one of our engines has been taken out. <clears throat> we can fly on one engine, but we're not flying back to New Jersey on one engine. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to make an emergency landing, but we are completely safe. We know how to do this. So whether or not they were bullshitting us or not, I don't know. There was all kinds of emergency vehicles at the end. It was nerve wracking. So that was a reminder that yes, I did have two types of issues <laughs> with flying that uh, were not the most fun. I do kind of feel like maybe I'm a really safe person to fly with now because what are the odds of someone having three really bad experiences or, or you know, somewhat <coughs> dangerous situations on planes? One day, about five years ago, I was flying and I started getting really nervous again. Excuse me. <coughs> and, and I realized just right then and there was like a paradigm shift. I was like, I've had a really good life. And me worrying, (coughs) excuse me, me worrying about whether or not the plane's going down doesn't serve me well and doesn't make the plane more or less likely for it to go down. So anytime you get yourself stuck in that worrying, 3 a.m. over paint, worrying about flying, worrying about the safety of your children, know that that worrying and all that stress that goes with it doesn't make it more or less likely for a bad or good outcome to have. And overall, your life will be better if you are able to not worry. I hope you have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to the Socket Podcast. Looking for more gratitude, confidence, and happiness in your life? Check out our website, www.simplysocket.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Simply Socket. And remember, be unapologetically you. It's a waste of energy to be anything else.